0: Find the thing that you love, yeah, yeah. and then try and be as good at that as you possibly can.
1: But our, our system today makes them do, if they're not good at maths, it makes them do double maths. Until they're
0: 18! They do—they have to do more, not less of it. <laughs> and then they're not allowed to do yeah. the thing they love. It's crackers. First speech I gave, my, I was it was in 93, I was absolutely terrified. Mm-hmm. But do you know what happened? Mm-hmm. I came off stage, I said, I love this. I'd found the thing that I was good at. Boris or Rishi? Gosh, I suppose a really hard one. Um, As Prime Minister, Rishi. As somebody to spend time with, Boris. Good
1: morning and uh, welcome back to Success is a System. I'm Mike Green uh, and... I'm really honoured today to have uh, someone who I now call a great friend, Nigel Farage. We uh, got to know each other a few years ago when the whole Brexit thing was going on and it was an amazing experience for me uh, to go through that and to get to know Nigel and to get to know what a genuine character he was. And with success as a system, what we want to understand is the motivations, the behaviours, the systems that people use throughout their life to achieve the success that they do. And so today I want to explore that with Nigel and we're going to cover a lot of other things as we go through. But firstly, welcome, Nigel. Thank
0: you for joining. Good to be here and well done with what you're doing.
1: Oh, well, thank you. Thank you. And uh, it is a it is an education and I think as I sort of mentioned to a lot of people, a lot of people are trying to sell the secrets, secrets of yeah. success and I'm trying to say actually success leaves clues and there's lots of systems or people or examples that you can follow if you want to be successful and it's not just about the academia, it's about the experience, the wisdom and the behaviours of others that we can follow. So uh, I want to get into that. Yeah, but, let's um, do it. People think they know Nigel Farage <laughs> and uh, and they may, if they've followed you, like uh, obsessively know the politician Nigel Farage. Or I think they do. But I want to understand a little bit about you before politics, when you was at school, what your motivations were about the early career. Uh, and I guess if we, if you can give us a bit of an outline up to your decision to go into politics yeah. and, then, and then the
0: why. Yeah. I mean, I grew up in a small village um, on the North Downs in Kent. Um, I still live there. Same I, village. Yeah. Still live there. Brilliant, brilliant. You know, I I mean I was Christian my Church and yeah, I mean that's where I live. I I suppose my I mean looking back at the 60s, it looks like a different time. Yeah. I could sort of still see I can see Mum with the beehive and you know, all those things and the Beatles and all of the Georgie Best and all brilliant. of that. Um I suppose my family were a very traditional old school English family, you know, I think my yeah, mother's yeah. family tree, you can go back to sort of before the Normans, you know, um, my father was a soldier and a stockbroker, his father before him had been a soldier and a stockbroker, my mum's side of the family, my grandfather had been a big boss at Scotland Yard, oh, okay. so, you know, they were, I think there was a very strong sense from being young. And both sort of in a service environment, I guess. With- yeah, well, very much so. Yeah, yeah, very much so. Very patriotic people, all of them. Immensely patriotic people. So that uh, was ingrained in you? Without the any shadow of a doubt. And, and there was a sense of, you know, actually, there was a belief that there was such a thing as English culture. Yeah. But community, Mike. What I grew up with was community. Yeah, yeah. Everybody knew each other. Regardless of background or class, everyone knew each other. There were common shared goals. And if, you know, the milk hadn't been taken in next door because the old boy, you'd, know, you'd go and knock on my door and see that he was okay. And, yeah, and yeah. of course, there were rivalries. But generally, living in communities, people cared about each other. So that's how I grew up. And and and, and I, was, I was very fortunate, I think, in one regard. Uh, I managed to get a place at Dulwich College. Oh, right. Okay, which... Uh, was really very important part of my life. Um, it was, at the time, it was academically super selective. Yeah, yeah. How well, the, it's, st- it's still hard to get into it. How the hell, I managed to get in, I'll never know. But, and that was a great place to go to school. You know, the... And were you a studio student or were you like nah, a bit a bit like nah. an anti-control? Uh, no, I, mean, no I'm a bit, I was a bit Jack the Lad, you know. But I mean, there were subjects I enjoyed and I excelled at, and subjects I loathed, and I totally ignored them. Um, But I enjoyed the life of the school. Again, that sense of community, you know, getting involved with sport, getting involved with societies, getting involved with current affairs. But what it taught me, and I think kids are missing this, when I first went there, a lot of the men that taught us had, you know, commanded tanks, flown spitfires. I mean, we had huge respect for these men. Huge respect for these men. But what I learned all through school was the power of argument, debate, critical thinking. <clears throat> critical thinking was drilled into us. You know, Here is an issue, here, here are two very different approaches to yeah. how you deal with it, but you're big and ugly enough to make your own mind up on this, and I fear today that we're actually brainwashing kids and not teaching them critical thinking.
1: Uh, well, and certainly not giving them the freedom to debate if they want to mm. debate strongly. Yeah. And and actually one of the th- things that infuriated me when my daughter was at school, the oldest one, um, is they said we want to debate on the it was the Brexit issue. But they weren't allowed to put anything that was connected to Brexit up in the schoolhouse. <laughs> yeah, 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 so yeah. we want to debate, yeah. but you've got to think like this. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. and that
0: worries me about schools, that there yeah, is did, a very left agenda I didn't in most that. schools. I didn't have that. I was I suppose I was a bit precocious. Really, I mean, I was a bit grown up before my time. But the time I was eighteen, I just wanted to get out. Right, right. I, was, I you know, I'd outgrown school, I think. Um, and I had two decisions. One, I thought about joining the army. I was an army cadets for five years. I thought a career as an army officer was something I'd really enjoy. Um, and I would have done that if I went for the army interview. I would have done it, but <clears throat> Mrs. Thatcher had got elected in 1979. Exchange controls had been abolished. Yeah. Suddenly, there was this thing called the yuppie. Young, I remember. upwardly mobile, driving their Porsches, living there, nightclubbing, boozing. I thought, I've got to go and do that. <laughs> <laughs> so I skipped university, went straight in the oh, city. I didn't know that. Yeah, I didn't went know. straight in the city of London, aged 18, worked on the London Metal Exchange, an extraordinary place with, you know, a combination. Well, How did you
1: join that without a degree? Or was it, was it more possible then, or... Because now I exactly. suspect you'd struggle to
0: get into an exchange with hardly anybody had I mean, half of them haven't got O levels. <laughs> 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 it was about trading, it was about numbers, yeah. it was about people, it was about it was about relationships. That was how the whole yeah, yeah. you know, that commodity world worked. Oh now you need you know, you'd need a double first in mathematics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean a very different world. So I did that and I loved it. I loved it. I've got some regrets about it I mean I you know I drank way too much way 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 too much I mean, but that
1: was probably the norm back then in, in environment. everybody
0: so. drank too much but I drank way way too much right, Okay. Uh, looking back I'm very lucky to have come out the other end of that you know a lot of my friends aren't alive right okay a lot of my friends are not alive the number of premature deaths has been horrendous so you know I've got this image that's always been pictured with a pint and I love yeah, a drink. Yeah, but yeah. I always say to people, you know, don't glorify heavy drinking. No, no. Uh, and that but that was how we lived. And then I was I was ambitious. I wanted to be successful financially. But I also just loved the lifestyle. Yeah. yeah. You know, and I think people now would say, Oh my goodness me, it was male dominated, it was this, it was that. Look, I loved it. It and was what you it was. were successful though. And I did okay. you were okay. earning
1: a high in, much higher than average income.
0: It, it, it was a very oh yes. I mean, it was a very cyclical business. That basically in in commodities, metals, once every ten, once every fifteen, twenty years, you get a bull market. Yeah, yeah. you get you know when the when 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 the price of copper or whatever it is goes through the roof. Everyone makes a fortune,
1: but when when you've got that, and so you've got this bright future ahead, you've learnt to play the game. You've whether whether it was too much drinking on some yeah. nights, you've built amazing relationships and that and that socialising and everything. Then you decide to go into. What well, I was
0: very well known, very yeah, well yeah, yeah. known. You know? Sometimes for
1: the right reasons, sometimes not. <laughs>
0: it's all right. <laughs> Excuse me, no, I was very well known, and basically, I was waiting for the bull market. Right, right. The bull market came in 2004, lasted for four or five years. A lot of my mates are on the Sunday Times rich list. Right. Yeah, these are people who have made hundreds of millions. And that's what I
1: say, you, you, when I look back at yeah. what I understand to be your career, you could have very easily stayed that. It would have. You wouldn't have had some of the hate that you have to deal with. And, and, uh, and I realized politics is a very nasty game, mm. uh, especially if you're not toeing the line. Mm. Um, but despite that, you chose to go into politics. I did. Where did
0: that come from? It was really interesting. It was—I I mean, I was always—and actually, when you traded commodities, all you talked about was politics and world affairs because the Cause things it that, affects everything, because yeah. the things that move prices, yeah. you know. Yeah. So I've been a news hound all of my <clears> life. <throat> I think my critical thinking skills that I was taught at school were yeah. very valuable. Don't take anything on face value. Why is that article in that paper? Why, why have they put that? What, yeah. what do they mean? You know, all that stuff. Basically, Mike, and this is what I've learned. I, in 1990, we joined the exchange rate mechanism. It was the last days of Thatcher. We pegged sterling against a basket of euro currencies, predominantly the euro. And I thought it was utterly cretinous.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I remember the next day, going up to London, on a train, pile of newspapers. The trade union supported it the CBI and IOD supported it. The Tory party supported it, the Labour party supported it, the Liberal Democrats everyone supported it. And I thought this is cobblers. Yeah, yeah. This is going to be a disaster. And lo and behold, 2 years later, we crashed out of the exchange rate mechanism, record business repossessions that year, yeah. record house repossessions that year. And do you know something, it was it, I thought I thought maybe I've discovered what I'm good at. right. I can be a commodity trader, thousands of people, tens of thousands of people could be commodity traders, and maybe I'd hit the big time, or maybe I'd just be comfortably well off. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I said, but I've suddenly realised I'm able to see things. and I, is- I, I, I'm not sounding arrogant about this, but I'm able to see things. I'm able to see when the herd is getting things wrong. Yeah, yeah. And I realised then that the entire political class were taking us down a road, towards a European state where we'd lose our currency, we'd lose everything. Mm -hmm. I I was viscerally opposed to it on the grounds of sovereignty, but economically, what I saw trading commodities was a big world. When the phone rang, it might be Paris or Frankfurt, but it was more likely to be Singapore or Santiago.
1: Well, and, and that's, that's really interesting on, on a couple of fronts. I mean, we, a, a lot of kids, or certainly as a kid, I was taught the emperor's clothes fable kind of thing. And, you know, he's naked, but everyone mm. is convinced that he's mm. got a beautiful set of clothes. And, you know, a lone voice says, but he's naked kind of thing. If, oh, he's stupid. You, you, you must be missing it. You must be missing it. That's now a recognised um, mental uh, health uh, condition. Yeah. Uh, Empress clothes that we mm. we follow like sheep, and so firstly is that that we are easy to be drawn and and to follow blindly, and it is blindly, um, and secondly the degree to which people. A mass and attack the minute you're doing anything that challenges that status quo. Oh, yes. And you said about papers, the critical thinking, right. one of the things right. you said was you would read them and you'd think, oh, why, do they, why would they be doing that? Well, actually the average person reads the papers and believes it's fact, they yeah. don't challenge. Yeah. They don't read a different, yeah. opposite Ma- newspaper to see if there's a different story Ma- on that issue or a different angle on that issue. They blindly accept.
0: Well, they do, and you see, and I, so I, I began to think, okay, I'm, I, you know, I can do this. I can see things differently. I'm not part of the crowd. I never have been, actually. And then, and then, so 1993, Maastricht goes through. It's all over. It's all over. We've given up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've decided this is our future. And I got together with a group of academics, and we founded. UKIP, the party, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then I went out and gave a couple of speeches. I was terrified, absolutely really? terrified. And if people saw you
1: in, in uh, uh, the first uh, any spe- environment, they'd think that you were the most. The natural first
0: speaker. speech I gave, my I was it was in '93. I was absolutely terrified. Right. But you know what happened? Go on. I came off stage. I said, "I love this. I'd found the thing that I was good at." Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was, I was. 2930 but I up until that moment in time I thought I knew what I was good at yeah, yeah yeah but I hadn't found it and I realized what I could do was communicate what I could do and what I could do actually was to get other human beings to listen to me yeah, yeah and so and so kind of I think when you find what you're good at in life it becomes a bit of a drug.
1: But I think in addition to what you're good at, I mean, it's interesting because yesterday I was interviewing Mark Wright from The Apprentice and one of the things he said, he did doing jobs, doing jobs, doing jobs. Then he found his passion. And it was interesting. You said you walked off that stage and you loved it. And it's very easy then to overcome fears or, or inexperience because the desire, because you realise it's a passion. If you find your passion, I think you find your purpose. And if you find your purpose, you'll do
0: whatever it takes to become successful yeah. in it. To you know, we, we always encourage young people to be good all rounders. I yeah. say it's a load of rubbish. I say to young people, find the thing that you're good at, find the thing that you love, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then try and be as good at that as you possibly can.
1: But our, our system today makes them do, if they're not good at maths, it makes them do double maths.
0: Until they're 18. They do; they have to do more, not less of it. <laughs> and then they're not allowed to do the yeah. thing they love. It, it's crackers. I found what I was good at. Now, rationally, what I was facing was, was, was really, I mean, ludicrous. You know, all my friends, all my family thought I'd gone crackers. You know, UKIP was about that big. You yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. But I just had an t- absolute belief and I and I realised then perhaps what I'd not done properly in the eighties, which I think I'd parted harder than I'd worked, and maybe if I'd got that uh, I could have yeah, yeah, maybe yeah. moved on a bit quicker, but but I realised uh, there are no shortcuts yeah, yeah. to this. And I I mean I, I I I'm gonna say this to you. Nobody in contemporary British politics has travelled the miles Worked the hours, no. given speech or done what I did all through the 1990s, all through the noughties, you know. Or being consistent in what
1: they say or do, because I yeah. notice how flim flam they are. You know, we're definitely not doing that. We're not doing that. We're not doing that. OK, yeah. we'll do that. Yeah. Oh, we're now doing this. We're doing this. We're doing this. OK, we won't. I mean, yeah. he... I, I want to don't want to make this about Brexit, but even in Brexit, mm. you know, there's a lot of belief that Boris wasn't a fan of Brexit until he realised it was a bandwagon to get on, you know, and then yeah. it's like he's Brexit's biggest fan and Brexit's saviour. Yeah. And yet, in the reality, I, I believe to the strength that I'd say I know um, uh, that he just
0: knew that that,
1: that was a, a side to take uh, to to do what he yeah, needed I to was, win where he needed. I to I was be. conviction,
0: Mike. I mean, it was exactly ten years ago. Ten years ago, this month, ten years ago, when I shot to prominence, UKIP had a sweeping success in the English county elections. We almost won the Eastleigh by-election. And suddenly, I go from the bloke who catches the train up to London and a few people nod to having to have security and drivers. It happens overnight. But it took me 20 years to get there. So whenever I'm asked by young people, you know, how do you achieve success i always say you've got to find the thing that you love yeah and where you have ability you've got to work harder than anybody else do you think tiger woods just became a great golfer because he was good at it no he worked his blooming socks off you know um and the third thing i tell everybody and this is perhaps the hardest thing you need patience
1: right
0: if your idea is right if it's a business idea or whatever it is if your idea is right its time will come. Which, for someone who's ambitious or an entrepreneur, it's hard. patience is probably the hardest thing. I think it is. Because they want
1: it tomorrow, they want I, it now. Yeah, you know? I
0: think it is. And then, it, and, and, and then if you try and rush things,
1: you probably make mistakes. But that must have been a form of torture for you. I mean, you're longest serving MEP 29 years. 21 the, years. In, from any country yeah. in the world. Yeah. No, yeah. no it, one ever, ever served ever. longer. Um, and, you know, it's not just me. Many, many pundits around the world say, in some ways, you're the most successful politician in Britain. Even though you might not have been
0: an MP. So, so this yeah. is interesting because you're talking with this podcast about success. It's how you get there. Yeah, yeah. But I want to just talk a bit about success. What is success? When I was 29, I thought success was a large house in the country, yeah, yeah, yeah. a Bentley. I thought of success in material possessions. Yeah. I, mean, I think many young people do. Now I'm pushing 60 and I've done all these different things in my life, I see success as being a very different thing. Success, above all, success is about you being happy with yourself that you've done in your life. All you can do to achieve your dreams. We all have dreams. We all have dreams, and we must all pursue our dreams. And
1: the older I get, the more I realise
0: it's about the journey, not the destination as well. Well. Because it's a long way. It's like climbing mountains. Yeah, yeah. You think it's going to be, when I get to the top, it's going to be fantastic. You get, oh, it's a bit (laughs) brilliant. It's it's a really funny one. So what is, so for me, you know, I mean, financially, what I did was catastrophic.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: I mean, by the time that referendum was over, I, I was literally skint. I had nothing. Because you'd put everything in, not just physically, but emotionally, financially. Four kids, etc. So I've not been successful in that way. But have I been successful at completely turning around the UK political agenda by 180 degrees? You bet your life I have. Not on my own, because lots of people believed in me and helped me. But even those that didn't
1: believe in you, what what I think is good, and it sort of comes back to debate and critical thinking and Mm. so on, is more people than ever... At the younger end that weren't voting, at the older end that had stopped voting, yeah. thinking it's not worth more people than ever were engaging in politics. Even if they disagreed with you, they were disagreeing with you. Yeah. And they were thinking my vote is important. And yeah. At the end of the day, if we can get more people talking politics, they'll understand it affects every area of their life. Uh, and if we can get them thinking or arguing or debating, they'll start to realise, am I making that decision because my dad did or because my mates mm. do or uh, a, a musician that I like has said think this way or vote this way or do I really think that? Yeah. And And really, politics to me or debate or conflict leads to clarity, is about starting the discussion. And I don't mind people who disagree with me, and I know you don't. No, do I, no.
0: Um, because that's healthy and actually it's more enjoyable. You know, Mr. Juncker, who was president of the European Commission, and I used to sit next to him in the European Parliament, I was seat 20, there was a little little gap in the middle and he was there. I mean, we couldn't have been more diametrically opposed politically, and yet we had enormous fun. Yeah, Enormous fun and mutual respect for each other. And that is important. This is the other thing that's going wrong. With the loss of critical thinking, we've got a lot of young people now who believe this point of view is virtuous and good. The other point of view yeah. is evil because it's been defined for them that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah and yeah. that's very scary. And, and you, you know, you look at the splits in America. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and you see them beginning to happen here and that's really really worrying and not, social media social yeah. media being weaponized to create oh, because that the more, algorithm does that the algorithm reinforces yeah, all yeah. of that but this is it's becoming a not i disagree with you mike green but i don't think you should have the right to say what yeah, you think no, exactly. and this is scary stuff so no open free democratic debate critical thinking these things really matter.
1: Just on that, I mean, one of the interesting things is, uh, I, I put out a little video short um, a couple of weeks ago. It was snowing in the UK, if you remember. Yeah. And um, I had a Zoom meeting. It had been planned for weeks. We'd, you know, been waiting for it. And this Zoom meeting got cancelled because it was snowing. And I thought, <laughs> oh, fuck, I... And, we talk, and so I? And mean, so, it was a bit of a pun on the snowflake generation. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Who the hell cancels a Zoom yeah. meeting because it's snowing? But, it, it, it enraged some people. They're thinking, well, what if they're pets ill?" And, and that enraged me. And I'm thinking, well, you don't go to work because you're bloody pets ill." I mean, did you, you see... You know, it's like, for goodness
0: did sake. Did you see this week, the European Central Bank in Frankfurt, that there's apparently there's mass staff protests, severe uptick in stress and mental illness because they're now being expected to work between two and three days a week? Oh, for God's sake. <laughs> so actually, I tell you what, if you're a young person out there And you're prepared to get up in the morning, make yourself presentable, work hard. I think there's more opportunity out there now for you than there ever was. Yes, exactly. I I think actually, and that's for whether men, women, you know, and and, and it's interesting with all the stuff that I do with media and what I've done in politics. One of the things I'm proudest of is I've been able to take young people with no advantage in their lives at all. Often without any real qualifications. But I've been been able to help them become really successful in what they've done and pursuing those really important golden rules. And I never forget, I never forget, you know, my last day at school, my last day at school. The headmaster calls me in, glass of sherry, you see. Oh, nice. He says, Well, Farage, you're a terrible disappointment to us, (laughs) as you're always going to be. You know, we'd like you to have gone off to university, but you're off to the city. He said, now, remember. He said, remember, when you work in the city, you make sure that your hair's neat, your fingernails are cut, your shoes are polished, and you call everyone sir until they tell you to stop being so blooming stupid. Right. Be well turned out, be polite, be personable. Those things still matter. Hope you're enjoying Success is a System.
1: Every Tuesday, we launch it on all podcast platforms and on YouTube. Drop us a note and tell us who you would like to see or hear on Success is a System, or what subjects you'd like us to cover to help you and your business. Success is a System. Like, subscribe, and make sure you get it every Tuesday for great lessons and systems that have made people wealthy, healthy, and successful. But that is education. People think education is often just the academia no. or the facts or the subjects no. No. when really it's how, how, how can I live my life? How, how can I be happier, more successful mm. in whatever you derive to be success? And I mean, touching on education, Elon Musk said a week or two ago that basically um, school and university's time is limited because they're becoming so, so narrow in the way they teach, mm. which is, dis, is not right for so many disaffected, Disaffected young people, or people that have got dyslexia, dyspraxia, or ADHD, because they can't sit and listen for an hour or two in that environment. That that doesn't, it's not within them because of that. And he said, the beauty of the internet is everything's out there. If you don't relate to this person, you can listen to that person. Um, if it's going too fast for you, you, can slow it down. You can play it on point seven speed. You can listen to it again. If it's boring, you can speed it up. You can uh, move on. And I, I worry about the community element being a loss to that but i can yeah. see that education can't stay the same i mean I, I saw a thing a week or so ago and it said um how we communicated uh 200 years ago and it was a letter and a postman it took 53 days to get to somebody and then it said how we how we traveled and it was a horse and it evolved through to electric guitar, electric car and so on. so all these different things and then it said how we taught 400 years ago
0: Kids sitting at a classroom, bored to tears. How we teach now, kids sitting in a classroom, bored Uh to
1: tears. Nothing has changed.
0: I mean, look, and also you can learn at your own pace. And there are a lot of people who now get educated later in life because they're not ready for it at 16 or 18 or whatever it may be. yeah, yeah. Um, Yeah, it is, as you say... <clears throat> what I don't want to see, though, Mike, is a whole generation of people who spend their whole time in their bedrooms, no, on their true, smartphones true. or their laptops. And I think there's a little bit of that creeping in. And
1: the sport would be missed, which is really Well, you
0: see, well. I mean, I'm a huge, I mean, I'm a sports nut, you know, and I, I, I think that sports teach you an awful lot about yourself. Awful lot about yeah, yourself. Yeah, yeah. And I really do. Sport teaches you about failure. Which is important. Because more often than not, we yeah. fail at sports.
1: Well, and I wrote you know, the book "Failure Breeds Success," and, yeah. and so many people said you can't call it "Failure Breeds." If the word "failures" in the title, nobody. No, 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 no. It's, it's, we fail all no, the time. No, it's part of life. Yeah, it's yeah. part of life, and
0: it's part of success. Yeah, I have plenty of failures. I can assure you, politically, but yeah. in the end, we got there. Yes, in the end, we did it. Um, and I'm, you know, I tell you something. I am actually one of the most contented people now you could meet. Well,
1: and I always felt, even though, even when you were at the height of being attacked. You, you, you had a kind of almost a shield of, I know what I'm doing, I'm doing it for the right reasons, the right intent. I mean, the biggest thing that came up against me, against you, against other people in that, in that field was racism. It's yeah. you, you, you're you're racist kind of thing, and and I was I couldn't get across <laughs> that actually aren't we being more prejudiced to say we're gonna we're gonna enclose ourselves in this little EU as to instead yeah. of we're gonna open ourselves up to the world and if the better qualified person is gonna come from Canada or or anywhere in the Commonwealth or, or India or, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah yeah shouldn't we at least yeah. give them all consideration rather than we've got to give a French person it or I, a German person it or, yeah I mean, just I, because we're part of this club but that's the way the that cons- that's, that's that's,
0: that's jobs for the boys, isn't it? That's how the consensus works, isn't it? You know, the consensus wraps itself in its own comfort blanket and just attacks with abuse those that threaten it and those that challenge it. I think also I think also one of the reasons I you know, was able to do all of this is because, and I really mean this, but I'd survived an horrendous car accident in 1985. And a helicopter accident. I was hospitalised for months. Shouldn't have survived that. I was very, very, I mean, unbelievably lucky to live through that. Then there was the plane crash. A plane crashes. Yeah, which, you know, <clears throat> pretty smacked up in that. I even had cancer. I mean, I've, I've done it all, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so kind of a, I think a little bit of me that said. The universe has got a job for you. I <laughs> realise what's really important in life is actually being here. Um, yeah. And therefore you, you've got to. I followed a dream. Yeah, One yeah. that looked completely unachievable, unattainable, but there were bits of aggravation. But yeah, I generally, yeah. I enjoyed the journey because I was doing what I was good at. I was doing what I had a yeah, passion yeah, for. Yeah. And I can't think, you know, we're only here once. You think about, you know, the human lifespan.
1: We're not
0: here for very long. And I think, you know, and I always say to young people, if you've got a dream, follow it. Yeah, if yeah, you yeah. succeed... It's fantastic. But if you don't succeed, at least you try. And at least you fail
1: doing something you love rather than failing doing something you hate. Absolutely. Uh, Or even succeeding doing something you hate is probably not as good as failing doing something you love. That's that's an interesting debate in and of of itself.
0: I I meet school friends and I meet people I was in the city with, you know, and I quite often say to these guys that I know that are on the rich list, you've just done so well, you've been amazing. They're all jealous of me because I've had more life experiences.
1: Well, and and I have an idea as well, how many global leaders are always asking you for advice on how to connect with people and Mm. how how you did what you did, because win, lose or draw, none of it would have happened without that almost professional agitation or or challenge Challenge. or debate uh, and so on. So is that one of your, if you had a system for success or Mm. life, how, how do you push through failure? Hate um, uh, attacks. Um, people are trying to physically attack you as well yeah. as verbally. Also. how how do you what that would that would destroy a lot of people? How do
0: you it get does. through that? Yeah, it does. Yeah. There's plenty plenty of people in politics have been completely obliterated by it and yeah. walked away and never come back. Um, you have to have a very clearly defined goal. You have to know what is it that I'm trying to achieve, and that comes up again and again and again with successful. People. What's the objective? Because if you haven't got a clear objective, you can quite easily be distracted, you can quite easily be put yeah, off yeah, yeah. by the pitfalls and difficulties that come along the way, and you probably won't work as hard yeah, yeah if the, yeah. if the objective is not clear. you know in some ways this is e- easier for sportsmen than it is for others. you know you're a footballer. The ambition is very simple. You want to play for England. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you're a golfer. You want to win the British Open. You know, sportsmen do have very, 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 very clear sets of goals. I think for people in business, it, it, it's not often as easy as that. They want to be successful, but they're not quite sure yeah, yeah. where they really want to get to. And the rules are changing all the time. And the goalposts are changing often. Of course. And I think actually it's very interesting. I think the world for entrepreneurs... In some ways, government makes it more and more <clears throat> difficult with every year that goes by. Yeah, yeah. I think what's happening right now, uh, with a complete refusal to think about IR35 rules, yeah. you know, for self-employed contractors, the way the tax burden is rising, it, these are not easy times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, a, the whole world's becoming corporatized. The giant corporations control more and more of the global
1: and yet ninety percent of the businesses in the UK are less
0: than ten employees. Oh, I know, but and there's no one speaking for them. No. Westminster doesn't represent them Could at Could that all. be your next challenge? Or? Well, I, Mike, I'm all I for the it. little man the little woman, yeah, you know, yeah. taking chances, doing things I think that's how real wealth is generated and I, think, I, think, I think in the 80s in Britain and America we saw this explosion of individuals taking risk. Is
1: this a Maggie effect do you think, and, and similar?
0: Maggie was the leader, Ronnie Reagan was the leader in America, their leadership was a part of it, but it was also a revolt against what had happened in the previous 20 or 30 years. Of controls or? Taxes at levels that were, you know, I mean, don't forget, 1979. Uh, Mortgages at 15%. Income tax. Income tax over £38,000 a year in 1979 was 83%. Christ. 83%. We've forgotten this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Humans need incentives, and and I'm, and I'm concerned. As I say, I'm concerned, and what you're trying to do here is to get people with an entrepreneurial idea in their mind to try and think what you know. What can I learn from other people? Exactly. exactly. What can I pick up from other people that, that 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 I can apply to my situation? And I'm pleased you're doing it because do you know what, government's not doing it
1: no it's true it, it, it seems to me that more governments all around the world
0: are more about control rather than rather than enabling of course and that's why the big corporations virtually own the politicians yeah because it suits both well i don't even know if you need the word virtually in <laughs> <laughs> no but it, you see, it suits both yeah i saw this in brussels you know the big businesses had direct links to the european commission who proposed the legislation what no big business wants is a small or medium-sized challenger coming into the marketplace with new ideas or cheaper Well, prices. because they don't follow the rules. You know, and, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, 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 you know, you can succeed as an entrepreneur. as they question about it. Of course you can. In some ways, because so much of the world stopped thinking at all, your opportunities are maybe as good as they've ever been, but you are on your own. Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah. No, it's true, and it's very lonely as well. It can be. I mean, I I mentor about 45 businesses at the moment. Most of them are SMEs. um, And probably 30 of them are in the trade sector. So they're carpenters, plumbers, electricians, Mm, mm. bricklayers, scaffolders, and so on. Um, And often, they don't they don't even share with their their life partners because, you know, they can't share down because they don't want to tell the people who work for them, it's really tight. I don't know how I'm going to pay the wages next week. They don't want to share with their partner because they don't want to worry their partner that we might not be able to pay the mortgage (laughs) next month. (laughs) So they're in this kind of world of isolation and anxiety. And and as you say, there's very little coming from government to help them. In fact, more and more, they're thinking taxes are going to go up. You know, I'm going to... Um, have more controls. I mean, some some of the uh, controls around health and safety and diversity. You know, and you want to be open to all things. Yes, yeah, but it's hard. But yeah, it's really hard to run a business. Very hard. If, if you're going to be
0: considerate when someone's pet's ill. It is. It is quite lonely. I think running your own <clears throat> business is, It can be quite lonely. Um, funny thing is, the more successful you become, the higher you rise the lonelier it gets. Yeah.
1: I mean, it, it, it's interesting. And, it's and a I'll, funny one. I find myself, the, the more I do these, the more I learn and I kind of, my brain goes into hyperdrive, but one of the businesses I built with a guy called Tom Fender, who went to Dulwich as well, I think, yeah. he, he lives in Dulwich now. Um, the, one of the reasons, a big reason we were successful, and one of the reasons the banks and everyone else loved us is, it was a joint partnership. So if one of us was down the other would lift them. If one of us was going to do something yeah. stupid the other would yeah. say hang on a minute, hang yeah. on a minute. So it wasn't lonely. It wasn't so stressful. Yeah. You could get a break. Um there was there was more challenge over whether we were making the right decisions or rash decisions and so on. And it was just enough of a I mean you have to be the right partnership I think. Yeah. But to this day I often prefer and recommend partnerships over solo Yes leadership.
0: and that can happen but if you're on your own and this oh, takes me back lonely and world. this takes me back to my main point really of this whole conversation if you're on your own it can be lonely yeah it yeah. can be frightening there are things you can't even tell people that work for you or as you say you know the person you live with that's why unless you've got yeah, an absolutely yeah. clear goal a clear destination a lot of people fall by the wayside.
1: No, and one of the things that is a common thread uh, through all of the people I've spoke to is set goals, write them down, uh, set a plan to get to them, be quite limited in your goals. Yeah. So don't have 10 goals because you know, yeah. you're juggling and you're, you're gonna drop some, yeah. uh, and you're probably not gonna be expert in one. So have quite a singular goal, you're, you had you yours. Yeah. Uh, and the more I can get entrepreneurs to narrow their focus, mm. the quicker mm. and more successful and less stressful the journey becomes for them. I'm sure of um, So, you made the transition into politics. Yeah.
0: Um, have you ever regretted it? Oh, there are times when I've woken up in the morning. I remember one day, it was about a month before the European elections of 2014, and my phone rang very early Sunday morning. And it was the first Sunday for months I hadn't had to go to London to do you know, the Mar program or whatever it was, yeah. and it was my lawyer. God, you know, so, <laughs> half seven Sunday morning. It's important. The lawyer's yeah. on the phone, and he said something really important to me. He said, "Don't buy the papers. Don't turn a computer on. Don't bother with your phone. So just go out for a walk, go to the pub, have a few pints, just forget oh. about it." He said, "If you read this stuff, they've yeah. written about you." He said, it'll start to dent your confidence. <laughs> and yeah. i have never forgotten that. Of course, there were some horrible moments. Horrible moments. Um, yeah, things that were written, things that were said. Lies. As well. Yeah. I, actually, I'll tell you a joke. I was at a school the other day, sixth form, and um, I could see some of the teachers weren't best pleased I was there. <laughs> and uh, one of the kids said, you know, what's it like in politics? I said, I wouldn't recommend it. I said, they write terrible things about you. I said, me, they wrote I was a smoker, a gambler, a drinker, a womanizer. I said, the worst <laughs> bit is it was all true. <laughs> the kids loved it. No, I mean, if people if what people write about you is true then it's fine. But you experienced it with the racist jibe yeah. and everything. L- look, you do you know what?
1: Well, and The Guardian wrote outright lies. And I remember yeah. Chris advising me at the time and I, and I was going, I'm going to sue them, yeah. I'm going to do all this. Uh, and Chris at the time said, Mike, that's exactly what they want you to yeah. do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You need to focus now. They want you to lose your focus. Yeah. They've got a lot of yeah. deep po- pockets if you try and sue them. It'll take you off your game. They just want you to lose. Yeah. And then you look at some of the, or I looked at some of those journalists that I wanted to sue and I just thought, right. oh, move on, Mike. You know, but they are often political activists oh, yeah. that are a journalist.
0: Yeah. And they're not, you know, yeah. I mean, it, there's some you, of them who are TV. Uh, <laughs> you, um, you've you've got to just, you know, look, I had down moments doing it. Of course I did. Nobody on these journeys doesn't go through some pretty profound, thoughtful
1: yeah, times. Yeah, you do. Yeah, yeah.
0: It's part of being a human being. Do I regret it? Not one bit. I've, Great, lived, yeah. I've lived, I mean, what I did for that quarter of a century or so, what I did... Um, led me to meet some of the most incredible people in this country, in the world. Um, and I tell you what, I had more fun than most doing it. So if you went back to that decision when you were at school, leaving school, going into
1: the city, mm. and you were to chat to yourself again then, would you have gone straight into politics?
0: Would no. You, you'd no. still do it the same? Oh, the advantage I had, having run my own company. And had a proper job as yeah, well. But I'd run it? my own company. I was employing the guys and girls that worked for me. Yeah. I knew what it was to set a business up. I knew what risk was. I was pretty up to speed with global yeah. affairs and finances. No, 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 no. Any young person says to me, should I go into politics? I say, wait until you've done something and achieve some level of success yeah, first. Yeah, yeah. You know what? I wouldn't change. I mean, of course there are things in life I've done that you know I'd rather I hadn't. But overall, no regrets. No, no. pretty happy. And, and now I'm, you know, I've now... Moved to a new career. I'm now doing media. I yeah, did yeah. radio for a bit. I'm doing telly, um, and do you know seem what? to be loving that. i mean, loving every minute of it. Yeah, yeah, genuine. Yeah, loving every yeah. minute of it. But it's using that. It's using that skill set that I discovered in my late twenties. So yeah, when I yeah. found the thing in life that I was actually good at.
1: And that that's where we're going in the future, are we? I, I'm conscious we've got about five minutes. Well, left. Well, I.
0: But, do you, do you know, I mean, look, I, I, I want to be somebody that influences national debate i want to be someone that challenges blind consensus yeah, yeah, yeah. which i love doing i hope you keep doing that. i'm very happy to be on my own against it with a whole herd coming i don't mind any of that yeah. as for politics i may do it again i may not i don't know i haven't really decided um to do, it depends a little bit how the cards fall but whatever i do whether it's here or in america i'm going to be involved in current affairs I'm going to be involved in debate. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to be involved in what I believe is sending the world in a better direction. You know, We've just come through a period of lockdowns. We've just come through a period where government took away our liberties yeah, yeah. in a way I'd never done before. We're now learning that the health costs of lockdown far outweigh
1: yeah,
0: yeah. any risks of that virus spreading. And the economic costs. The economic well. costs, the psychological costs, the social mm. costs, all of it. So... You know, I think that government and the way in which we're ruled needs to be constantly challenged. And Ronnie Reagan once said, and I love Ronnie, Ronnie once said, you know, years and years ago, the problem with freedom is you have to fight for it perpetually. Yeah, and And people don't want to fight often. And I think he was right, you know. So that's what I'm going to go on doing. Who knows?
1: But Just a quick question in there, because it only sprang to mind as you were saying that, but I was thinking the other day about these 15-minute, Cities or
0: communities um, or exclusion zones. Don't start me on that. I mean,
1: that, that's, that's frightening, is it? Can you run for
0: another hour or so? And then <laughs> yeah. <what do> you... <laughs> you see, I've still got the same energy and passion. Yeah, yeah, you know, Again, but... they want to control every aspect of our lives, take away our privacy. We are the most surveilled country in the Western world. Has it mm-hmm. reduced crime? Has it made people's lives better? No. Yeah, all it means really is fine. all it means is that if you're driving your car at two o'clock in the morning at twenty-four miles an hour down the embankment, you'll get a fine. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I'm gonna be uh, more taxes. ULES expansion. Well, I'll, I'll help, I'll help.
1: well funny enough, we went just up the road when we were coming here and that looked like it was a ULES zone as well. I'm thinking this is Dartford. What are we doing? Yeah, yeah. Where's that going to? Yeah, yeah, it's coming. And and uh yeah, too many controls. But um what I like to do at these things as well is have a quick fire this or that this sure. or that this or that you got to choose one way or the other but it's not part of that but before I get in, into that which party do you think are going to win the next election labor
0: labor yeah. I think what's happened in Scotland I, I think what's happened Sadly in Scotland, I agree with you but I think it's necessary Scotland yeah. has turned this has turned the arithmetic around It's very difficult to it's very difficult to think that labor won't get 25 seats in Scotland whereas they have one now yeah. It's very hard to believe that much of the red wall which voted Brexit because it wanted proper border controls, is uh, seeing the, yeah. just the sheer abuse of these young men crossing the English Channel. Yeah, that yeah, Red Bull yeah. was gone. Uh, Scotland's going to go the way of Labour. There's no enthusiasm for Starmer whatsoever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's not... I mean, Blair was... You know, you can disagree with what he did, but Blair was an inspirational human being. Yeah, yeah, Blair yeah. had that ability to get up and speak and people think, wow, the guy's got a vision. He's You know, he, he, he wants to go somewhere. <clears throat> Starmer's got none of that. Labour will win then the Conservative Party will face a big choice. Do they do what they did in 97, which is to wave the white flag of surrender and become ever more like Labour?
1: Yeah, more central. Or do
0: they do a 1970s and choose a Thatcher? And that will be a very big part of determining where our country goes, and maybe a big part of determining what I do. In uh, the next decade, do you think we'll get uh, a third party seriously? Uh, there is an appetite. There's well, an appetite.
1: There's already a third party, but I've discounted them. I was thinking a new third party, a new
0: party. I, I, I think the appetite, Mike, for electoral reform is now <coughs> big. Uh, I am now a complete radical. Complete radical. <laughs> I, oh, no, 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 no. I'd smash up this voting system. It doesn't really well work. No. All we do is vote for the one we dislike a bit less than the no. other one. The House of Lords is an abomination being filled up with all the mates of Prime Ministers. Yeah. Uh, no, I want rad. I oh, want the, they
1: tried to buy you off with that as well. Didn't they they did, think? I told them where to go.
0: The, yeah. um, and what the referendum showed you in 16, was that the Westminster is detached from the rest of the country on really big issues. Yeah. Uh, they're even more detached now than they were. So I'd love to see a direct democracy mechanism like they have in Switzerland where ordinary citizens, if there's a really big issue, and force a vote on these yeah, things yeah, good, so right? yeah i think our first past the post system won't be here in 10 years to answer your question politics is going to change completely good and westminster will be more reflective of the country as a whole than it is today i can't wait
1: brilliant so if i can uh, finish with uh, yeah. a couple of things i want to do 12 quick fire this or that Ugh, but before <laughs> i do that are there and you've already given us so many nuggets mm. thank you are there two or three things that you would say if you were speaking to a sixth form Mm. that these are my tips for life for a happy healthy prosperous and uh productive or or satisfied
0: life follow your dreams work hard have clear achievable goals and have as much fun as you possibly can along with the hard work otherwise what's the point people
1: forget the fun don't they yeah well let's do the quick fire then so firstly slight um build on what we were doing Boris or
0: Rishi gosh I suppose, I suppose it's a really hard one um, as Prime Minister Rishi as somebody to spend time with Boris yeah
1: well I think that's why people are torn off to, but, yeah. okay, I'll keep, we could go no, off go, on go, that go, go, go. But so uh, risk or safety a risk uh, big picture or detail
0: big picture uh, individual or team I, without a team, no individual can succeed. You have to have a team. But the teams are made up of individuals. The teams are made up of individuals, but I think I could not have done what I'd done without a very dedicated group of people with me.
1: Great answer. And I love teams. Competition or cooperation?
0: Oh, competition at every step (laughs) of the way.
1: Status quo or new challenges? Oh, new challenges. I I could have guessed some of these. Tradition or innovation?
0: Without tradition, you have no sense of who you are or what you are, and therefore you can't understand the significance of innovation. So I guess one's
1: foundational and one's the building block. Exactly. Right? Yes. Yeah, great. Uh, planned or spontaneous? Oh, spontaneous.
0: You tell me a good planned party you've been to. No, they just happened. Yeah, yeah,
1: the best ones. Uh, <laughs> true. Uh, perfect or quick? Well, I... These are meant to be quite hard, Ultimately, ultimately, right? ultimately, you've got to aim for perfect. Okay. Speedboat or ferry? Speedboat. Classroom or experiential education? Experience. TV or Netflix Rope Prime? A traditional TV,
0: trust I have to say TV because I'm working for GB News. Let I've got go. no <laughs> choice. <laughs> uh,
1: um, that's it. Thank you very much. Thank you, Mike. If uh, you've enjoyed watching this, do like, do subscribe, do share. We look forward to seeing you again. Thank you very much, Cheers. Nigel. It's always a pleasure.